Welcome to the fourth episode of season 0. In the last episode I talked about how the semi-autonomous provinces of Awadh, Bengal and Hyderabad were formed in the early 18th century. In today's episode I will continue with the Maratha Empire and the Kingdom of Mysore. So let's start with the Maratha Empire. The Maratha Empire or the Maratha Confederacy was a power that dominated a large portion of the Indian subcontinent in the 18th century. The empire existed from 1674 with the coronation of Shivaji as the Chhatrapati and ended in 1818 with the defeat of Peshwa Baji Rao II at the hands of the British East India Company. The Marathas are credited to a large extent for ending Mughal rule over most of the Indian subcontinent. They were a Marathi speaking warrior group from the western Deccan plateau which is present day Maharashtra. They rose to prominence by establishing Hindavi Swaraj meaning self rule of Hindu or Indian people. The Marathas became prominent in the 17th century. under the leadership of Shivaji Maharaj who revolted against the Adil Shahi dynasty and carved out a kingdom with Raigarh as his capital now we come to the early 18th century and the series of events that took place after the death of Aurangzeb after the death of Aurangzeb in 1707 Shahu the grandson of Shivaji was released by the Mughals Following a brief struggle with his aunt Tara Bai, Shahu became the ruler with the help of Balaji Vishwanath and Dhanaji Jadav. The empire at its peak stretched from Tamil Nadu in the south to Peshawar in the north and Odisha and western Bengal in, up to the Hooghly River in the east. In 1761, the Maratha army lost the third battle of Panipat. against Ahmad Shah Abdali of the Afghan Durrani Empire this halted their imperial expansion into Afghanistan 10 years after Panipat the young Peshwa Madhav Rao won Maratha resurrection reinstated Maratha authority over North India in a bid to effectively manage the large empire Madhav Rao gave semi autonomy to the strongest of the knights and created a confederacy of maratha states these leaders became known as the gaikwads of baroda the holkars of indore and malwa the sindhias of gwalior and ujjain the bhosles of nagpur the mehrez of vidarbha and puars of dhar and devas and the nevalkars of jhansi a large portion of the maratha empire was coastline which had been secured by the potent maratha navy under commander such as kanhoji angre he was very successful at keeping foreign naval ships at bay particularly those of the portuguese and british securing the coastal areas and building land based fortifications were crucial aspects of maratha defensive strategy and regional military history After Aurangzeb's death in 1707, Shahu, the son of 
Sambhaji was released by Bahadur Shah I, the new Mughal emperor. However, his mother was kept as a hostage of the Mughals in order to ensure that Shahu adhered to the release conditions. Upon release, Shahu immediately claimed the Maratha throne and challenged his aunt Tarabai and her son. The spluttering Mughal-Maratha war became a three-cornered affair. The states of Satara and Kolhapur were organized in 1707 because of the succession dispute over the Maratha kingship. Shahu appointed Balaji Vishwanath as Peshwa. The Peshwa was instrumental in securing Mughal recognition of Shahu as the rightful heir of Shivaji and the Chhatrapati of the Marathas. Balaji also gained the release of Shahu's mother, Yesubai, from Mughal captivity in 1719. During Shahu's reign, Raghoji Bhosle expanded the empire eastwards, reaching present-day Bengal. Khande Rao Dabhade and later his son Triambak Rao expanded it westwards into Gujarat. Peshwa Baji Rao and his three chiefs Pawar, Holkar and Sindhya expanded it northwards up to Atak. Shahu appointed Peshwa Balaji Vishwanath in 1713 as the Peshwa or Prime Minister of the Maratha Empire. This marked the beginning of the era of Peshwa or Prime Ministers. They effectively became the head of Maratha Empire. This time onwards, the office of Peshwa became supreme while Shahu became a figurehead. His first major achievement was the conclusion of the Treaty of Lunavla in 1714 with Kanhoji Angre, the most powerful naval chief on the western coast. He later accepted Shahu as Chhatrapati. In 1719, an army of Marathas marched to Delhi after defeating Sayyid Hussain Ali, the Mughal governor of Deccan, and deposed the Mughal emperor. The Mughal emperors became puppets in the hands of the Maratha overlords from this point on. After Balaji Vishwanath's death in April 1720, his son Baji Rao I was appointed Peshwa by Shahu. Baji Rao is credited with expanding the Maratha empire tenfold, from 3% to 30% of the modern Indian landscape during 1720 to 1740. He fought over 41 battles before his death in April 1740 and is reputed to have never lost any war. The Battle of Palkhed was a land battle that took place on 28th February 1728 at the village of Palkhed near the city of Nashik between Baji Rao I and Kamaruddin Khan Asafjah I of Hyderabad. The Marathas defeated the Nizam and the battle is considered an example of brilliant execution of military strategy. In 1737, Marathas under Baji Rao I raided the suburbs of Delhi in a blitzkrieg 
in the battle of delhi the nizam set out from deccan to rescue the mughals from the invasion of the marathas but was defeated decisively in the battle of bhopal the marathas extracted a large tribute from the mughals and signed a treaty which ceded malwa to the marathas the battle of vasai was fought between the marathas and the portuguese rulers of vasai a village lying in the northern shore of vasai creek 50 kilometers north of mumbai the marathas were led by chimaji appa brother of baji rao the maratha victory in this war was a major achievement of baji rao's time in office baji rao's son balaji baji rao or nana saheb was appointed as the next peshwa by shahu despite the opposition of other chiefs in 1740 the maratha forces under raghoji bhosle came down upon arcot and defeated the nawab of arcot dost ali in the pass at damalcheri in the war that followed dost ali one of his sons hasan ali and a number of other prominent persons lost their lives this initial success at once enhanced maratha prestige in the south from damalcheri the marathas proceeded to arcot which surrendered to them without much resistance then raghuji invaded trichinopoli in december 1740 unable to resist chandra saheb surrendered the fort to raghuji on 14th march 1741 chandra saheb and his son were arrested and sent to nagpur rajputana also came under maratha domination during this time in june 1756 luis mascarenas count of elva conde de elva the portuguese viceroy was killed in action by the maratha army in goa peshwa madhav rao one was the fourth peshwa of the maratha empire it was during his tenure that the maratha resurrection took place he worked as a unifying force in the maratha empire and moved to the south to subdue mysore and the nizam of hyderabad to assert maratha power madhav rao died in 1772 at the age of 27 his death is considered to be a fatal blow to the maratha empire and from that point maratha power started to move on a downward trajectory less of an empire than a confederacy the next semi autonomous state we are going to talk about is the kingdom of mysore the kingdom of mysore was a realm in southern india traditionally believed to have been founded in 1399 in the vicinity of the modern city of mysore the kingdom which was founded and ruled for most part by the hindu vodiyar family initially served as a vassal state of the vijayanagar empire during a brief muslim rule the kingdom shifted to a sultanate style of administration during this time mysore experienced sustained growth 
in per capita income structural change in the economy increased pace of technological innovation and reached the height of its economic and military power and dominion in the later half of the 18th century under the de facto ruler Hyder Ali and his son Tipu Sultan Hyder Ali was born in 1720 the exact date of Hyder Ali's birth is unknown he distinguished himself militarily eventually drawing the attention of Mysore's rulers rising to the post of dalawari which is commander in chief to krishna raja wodiyar too he came to dominate the titular monarch and the mysore government though illiterate hyder ali earned an important lesson in history of southern india for his administrative acumen and military skills he concluded an alliance with the french against the british and used the services of french workmen in raising his artillery and arsenal his rule of mysore was characterized by frequent warfare with his neighbors and rebellion within his territories this was not unusual for the time as much of the indian subcontinent was then in turmoil according to some accounts His grandfather was descended from a line tracing their lineage back to Baghdad while other traces his lineage instead to the area of present day Afghanistan in a third account written by one of his french military officers hyder himself claimed descendant of arabs the bani hashim clan of the quraish the tribe of muhammad his early years are not well documented but he entered military service along with his brother shabaz at a very young age after their father died in combat hyder and his brother were both given commands in the mysorean army hyder served under shabaz commanding 100 cavalry and 2000 infantry although hyder ali was from mysore his early loyalties were to the nizam of hyderabad through whom hyder ali and his companions became sepoys in deccan with partial investiture from the moguls of that period by 1755 hyder ali commanded 3000 infantry and 1500 cavalry and was reported to be enriching himself on campaigns by plunder in that year he was also appointed fauj or military commander of dindigul in this position he first retained french advisers to organize and train his artillery companies hyder ali was illiterate but was reported to be blessed with prodigious memory and numerical acumen hyder ali could rival or outperform expert accountants with his great arithmetic skills and worked to develop a system with his accountant rao that included checks and balances so sophisticated that all manner of income including plunder of physical goods of all type could be accounted for with little possibility for fraud or embezzlement 
This financial management may have played a role in Hyder Ali's rise in power. The young Raja Krishna Raja rewarded Hyder Ali's performance by granting him the title Fath Hyder Bahadur or Nawab Hyder Ali Khan. Hyder Ali is also known to be the first ruler of Mysore to be granted the title of Nawab. Thus it can be said that he was briefly the Nawab of Mysore. in 1759 because of the ongoing conflicts with the marathas the mysorean treasury was virtually bankrupted prompting the queen mother to force into exile nanja raj who had assumed the position of dalwai upon his brother's death in 1758 hyder ali was beneficiary of this action rising in influence in the court Hyder Ali assumed control of Mysore after overthrowing Khande Rao in 1761 He was very cautious in his diplomacy with the Nizam of Hyderabad who was according to an official Mughal farman the sovereign of all Muslim ruled territories in southern India The rise of Hyder came at a time of important political developments in the subcontinent this period also saw the french vie with the british for control of the carnatic a constant in which the british would eventually prevail as british commander sir airecourt decisively defeated the french under the comte de lally at the battle of vandivash in 1760 a watershed in indian history as it cemented british supremacy in south asia though the wudyars remained the nominal heads of mysore during this period real power lay in the hands of hyder ali and his son tipu by 1761 the maratha menace had diminished and by 1763 hyder ali had captured the keladi kingdom defeated the rulers of bilgi Bednur and Gutti invaded the Malabar in the south and conquered the Zamorin's capital Calicut with ease in 1766 and extended the Mysore kingdom up to Dharwad and Bele in the north Mysore was now a major political power in the subcontinent and Hyder's meteoric rise from relative obscurity and his defiance formed one of the last remaining challenges to complete british hegemony over the indian subcontinent a challenge which would take them more than 3 decades to overcome by 1779 hyder ali had captured parts of modern tamil nadu and kerala in the south extending the kingdom's area to about 205000 km square In 1763 Hyder Ali and Tipu Sultan established their first naval fleet on the Malabar coast under the command of Ali Raja Kunhi Amsa II a large and well armed fleet consisting of 100 dhows and 30 large ketches in the Indian Ocean in his attempts to conquer islands that had withstood the Mughal emperor Aurangzeb In 1763 his allies Ali Raja sailed from Lakshadweep and Kannur 
carrying on board sepoys and on its pennants the colors and emblems of Hyder Ali and captured the Maldives. Ali Raja returned to Mysore to pay homage to Hyder Ali, presenting him the captured and blinded Sultan of Maldives, Hassan Izuddin. Outraged at this excess, Hyder Ali stripped Ali Raja of the command of his fleet. Hyder Ali protected foreign merchant ships and the Mysore Navy is even known to have protected and convoyed Chinese merchant ships in the region. Hyder Ali was an innovator in the military use of rockets, which were used against positions and territories held by the British East India Company during the Anglo-Mysore Wars. Although rocket technology originated in China and had made its way to India and Europe by the 13th century, development of accurate cannons had sidelined rockets as a military technology in Europe. Technological innovations including the use of high-quality iron casting for the combustion chamber enabled the use of high-powered explosive charges. He also organized companies of rocketmen who were experienced in aiming rockets based on the size of the rocket and the distance to the target. Rockets could also be mounted on carts that improved their mobility and made possible the firing of large numbers of them all at once. The peak of Mysore economic power was under Hyder Ali and Tipu Sultan. They embarked on an ambitious program of economic development aiming to increase the wealth and revenue of Mysore. Under their reigns, Mysore overtook Bengal Suba as India's dominant economic power with highly productive agriculture and textile manufacturing. By the time of his son Tipu Sultan's reign, Mysore had some of the world's highest real wages and living standards in late 18th century, higher than Britain, which in turn had the highest living standards in Europe. Mysore's average per capita income was five times higher than subsistence level that is five times higher than $400 or $2,000 per capita. In comparison, the highest national per capita incomes in 1820 were $1,838 for the Netherlands and $1,706 for the British. Heather suffered a cancerous growth on his back and died in his camp on 6 December 1782. Tipu Sultan, also known as Tipu Sahab or the Tiger of Mysore, became the Sultan of Mysore in 1782. He was a pioneer of rocket artillery and was considered a pioneer of road construction, especially in Malabar, because as part of his campaigns, he connected most of the cities by roads. He introduced a number of administrative innovations during his rule including a new coinage system and a calendar. He also introduced a new land revenue system, which initiated the growth of Mysore silk industry. He expanded the iron-cased Mysorean rockets and commissioned the military manual Fathul Mujahideen. He deployed the rockets against advances of British forces and their allies during the Anglo-Mysore wars including the Battle of Polilur and Siege of Sri Rangapatam. Many historians have criticized Tipu Sultan 
for his religious orthodoxy but according to some sources it is said that tipu sultan gave patronage to over 150 hindu temples during his reign and believed in protection of dharma at the same time he is also accused of prosecuting hundreds of catholics in mysore during his reign with this we come to the end of semi autonomous provinces of 18th century the next episode is going to be very exciting and interesting because i will be talking about wars the whole episode will be about the wars of 18th century which will include the battle of plassey the anglo maratha wars the anglo mysore wars and the internal wars between the indian kingdoms and provinces